Thanks for tuning into this episode of FinTech Focus TV, powered by Harrington Star, the global leaders in financial technology recruitment. Head over to the Harrington Star website where you'll be able to find all the latest jobs in financial technology across the globe. You'll also be able to download the latest issue of the Financial Technologist magazine, including the Top 1% Workplace Awards. Finally, if you're looking to grow your team, please get in touch. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fintech Focus TV here live at Fintech Connect. And we've got one of the main sponsors of the event today, it's Polymesh and Graham Moore. Graham, how are you? Hey, great, good to see you. Great to have you on today. Um, great little chat preamble beforehand talking about your sort of background in the, uh, in the whole tokenization digital asset space, 2017 you go back to. Um, and we're in it, we're, you know, as, as we were saying, coming into 2024, there's a really exciting buzz around the space again at the moment. So lots to talk about within that. We're going to talk about Polymesh and how you help, what's happening in the marketplace, where we see the marketplace at the moment, and everything in between. So before we get into all the meats of it, tell us a little bit about yourself and the business. Yeah, so Graham Moore, Head of Tokenization at the Polymesh Association. Uh, really what we're focused on is the Polymesh blockchain ecosystem. So Polymesh, it's a layer one blockchain built specifically for financial securities. And so initially our team, actually back in 2017, was building on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And Ethereum's a general purpose blockchain. It's kind of all things to all people. Maybe there's some securities on it, some NFT projects, gaming, DAOs, all different kinds of stuff. And what we kept seeing over and over again was talking to the world's largest financial institutions was there needs to be a blockchain just for financial securities. Mm -hmm. So that's what Polymesh is. And, and the, the adoption of that has been, so as we were talking about before, about various different curves. I think 2023 has seen a sort of reimagining of the, of the space, probably a little bit of a, a closer um, connection to the capital markets, to traditional finance in terms of where it's gone through, which is giving, and you know, in my view, reviving a bit of a trust in the space that we've seen over the last sort of 12 months or so in, in, yep. a, in a fairly volatile space, which I think puts it into 2024 in quite a, an interesting area. So. For, for Polymesh, for yourself, what's your views of what happens over the course of the next year or so? I think next year is going to be very exciting. Um, we've come a very long way. You know, we might, we've been talking about 2017. But 2017, we talked to banks, and really their view on tokenization was was sort of uh, you know kind of a scam. You know, yeah, we can't yeah. really touch anything like exactly. that. 2020, it was oh, this is, there's actually some interesting technology going on yeah, here. Yeah. We're looking at it but they were only really looking at private blockchains. Yeah. And now, 2023, moving into 2024, we're finally seeing the world's largest financial institutions say, this is technology that we know has benefits and that we actually want to utilize, even beyond proofs of concept, into putting things into market. So I think three days ago, maybe SockGen put a $100 million green bond on Ethereum. Uh, we have Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, saying tokenization is the next generation of markets, yeah, yeah. I think is what he said. So we finally have these That's a huge players. Quote, isn't it? <laughs> Very great, great quote. I love putting it everywhere I can. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and that's from a few years ago when I think Larry Fink said, Bitcoin was an index of money laundering. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. to see that change from the world's largest asset manager has been amazing, and it's really only helped bolster what we've been building and allowing banks to finally get into the market who were maybe a bit hesitant before. And tell me a little bit about what it means for, for you. How are you guys looking to, to help? Where do you play in, you know, play in the ecosystem? What do you think he, 
you know, what's exciting for the business over the course of next year specifically? Yeah, for us, it's all about adoption. Yeah, it's all about you know getting more financial institutions to be comfortable issuing assets on public blockchains. Yeah, and so part of what we've done at Polymesh to make that happen is building a public but permissioned blockchain. Yeah. So on a public permissionless blockchain like Bitcoin or Ethereum or Solana, anyone can do anything at any time. Mm. That really freaks out banks' compliance departments. Yeah. So at Polymesh, what we've said is, okay, well, let's build a public blockchain with specific features and functionality for tokenization that make it much more easy. And then also the blockchain is permissioned. So every user has to pass KYC. All the node operators on the chain have gone through some type of verification process where they have a license in the financial world. And so just again, all about giving banks and financial institutions more comfort in finally using tokenization. I think that comfort, trust, whichever way you want to call it, is an important thing. And I don't think it's only just the banks, it's also the government within that as well. And we've seen sort of regulation and, and uh, regulators and governments sort of take different sort of levels of adoption in various different areas of the world. Um, someone I spoke to came back from Asia last year and it's, and it's full steam ahead and, and advantage within there. We've seen you know, the Prime Minister talk recently over here in the UK about sort of really wanting to get behind it and some you know, fairly significant moves over here to, to, to sort of adopt that as, as comfortable as possible for people to do it. The States have obviously had a sort of slightly more um, tepid reaction to everything yep. that we, we're doing. What do you see in the international picture looking at over the course of next year? I think the most interesting thing that's happened, happening right now, and so you mentioned Asia, we actually put out a report on what's happening in Asia, specifically South Korea, Singapore, and Hong Kong, yep. which are all moving ahead very quickly. Yep. Uh, we've seen some great stuff coming out of the EU with Mika, uh, and then the UK as well, you've mentioned very positive things. I think the most interesting thing that's that's happening right now, just broadly, is governments realizing that they can actually utilize tokenization and just even blockchains in general yeah. for compliance yeah. and for actually better compliance and regulation. Yeah. And so it's always the interesting thing where you hear someone have a comment like, oh, well, crypto is used by criminals. Yeah. But the criminals always get caught in crypto because it's a public verifiable ledger where you can track every single movement of funds. Yeah. Whereas in the banking system, things can be done behind closed doors where things aren't as transparent. So the interesting thing that I love talking about is we're going to move from a world where securities on blockchain specifically are sort of seen as, you know, back in 2017, this kind of weird, strange thing, and oh, maybe it's kind of a scam and we can't touch that. Whereas now governments are finally realizing, actually, we can track information much better yeah. on blockchain. So we can see it's open, transparent. It's an open database that anyone can access and view. And regulators can finally actually get real-time access into private markets. Where previously, if a regulator wanted access into those markets, they'd have to subpoena someone. Uh, they'd have to get access after the fact, after something went wrong. But now they can actually monitor in real time. I think that's always been a very sort of easy sort of uh, thing to throw at the, the, the space, hasn't it? The whole, uh, you know, um, funding crime and, and terrorism and all this sort of stuff. But you know, crime and terrorism happened a lot before, <laughs> before yes, the space, yes. right? And, it's, uh, and, and, and as you say, look, there's, there's ways and means of tracking this sort of, this sort of thing that allows it to be, you know, uh, 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 but, I, but I think just the narrative, is the narrative of trust, which I think is so, so important. Mm -hmm. And I think the industry and you know, everything I've been speaking to people about is about that constant communication and ability to sort of get that across, which is why I think now when you're talking about large institutional clients adopting this and recognizing that, you know, particularly the technology behind it, but also seeing a genuine asset class come through in digital assets as to, as to what and how and where things might go. There's a lot of, you know, is a pricking up across the, across the world. And I think there'll be fast adoption over the course of the year as well. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what we're seeing. I mean, the amount of dollars that are secured by blockchains is only going one direction, it's yeah, going yeah. up. No, it, it goes up and down, yeah. but, it, <laughs> yeah. but it's definitely going up. And so, I mean, it's something that we're very excited about and something that we're really happy to be a part of.
and just uh, weeding out the bad actors, I think, has been an important play. So, so whilst you know, the last, you know, the crypto winter effectively has, has been a, a tough time for people, I think it's been a necessary time at the same sort of stage, particularly for that intersection of traditional and decentralised finance. I think, yeah, there's, there's obviously, I've spoken to people who are far more around the decentralised world, and that's a, uh, you know, an, an irritant more than anything else. But I think where, it's, where it gets main, main adoption, it's a really important time for everything. Yeah, I think the, the interesting thing to look at there is People, go, people look at the things that have happened in the last year, you know, FTX, um, potentially Binance uh, being yeah. uh, being fined as well. Yeah. And they're going, oh, uh, and they see things like BlockFi and they see other companies that are blowing up and they say, oh yeah, see, I told you crypto was bad. Yeah, yeah. But you look at it more closely and go, no, centralized databases where you don't know what's going on are bad. Yeah, yeah. And that's always been the case, yeah. whether, it's, whether it's a bank, whether it's a crypto company, whether exactly it's some right. type of protocol. Um, but the decentralized things actually all survived. Yeah. It's because you can see what's going on on chain. You can see what's happening. People can properly assess risks because things are happening behind closed doors and closed siloed databases. So you know the open decentralized things are actually proving to be the best way forward. So futures tokenization? I think so. <laughs> so tell us, um, if people are watching this and want to get in touch with Polymesh, find out a little bit more about what you're doing and, and, uh, and where the future lies in this sort of space, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, polymesh.network is our website. Uh, go check it out. There's a ton of stuff we have on our blog. You can also go follow us on Twitter, Polymesh Network. Uh, those are probably the two best places. Perfect. Graham, it's been great having you on. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming and joining us. Thank you very much. And thanks for watching. We'll see you soon on the next episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thanks a lot.